But what I'm really looking for is I'm looking for the cycles. If I had the good days, I'm gonna see what I was doing during that time. If I was having bad days during those six years. So I was trying to see what specifically was happening. The second thing that I did is instead of me trying to tell the market, my customers, my leads, people around me, what they should be buying from me, I refocused myself on the relationship. value introspection how much did it hurt somebody said to lose that much how, how much did it hurt well what was the emotions from going i'm making two hundred thousand dollars a month in my 20s to you saying i'm 1.7 million dollars did you ever wake up and go dude i, I think i made a big mistake i nearly killed myself I was, really uh, oh yeah i was in the hospital every few months was uh, it just really, stress? Stress, yeah. It destroyed me. I turned to alcohol. I, okay. I mean, literally. Okay, you know, you watch movies, right? And you have those moments where someone's sitting in the corner. They got a paper bag, scotch bottle right. in a motel in the corner. It's right. storming outside. It's raining. It's under. I've, I've actually had that. Like, I was yeah. in Goa, India. Okay. And I would disappear for a week or two weeks at a time because why am I going to be around? My CFO and all the people on my team, every call I'm getting, every email I'm getting is, we need 70 grand. We need oh, 100 like grand. Debtors. We need 50 yeah. grand. You know? So I, co- I would come to a point where I just disappear. Yeah. I literally just disappear. And so it nearly destroyed. It hurt all my relationships, burned yeah. everything through. I tasted failure, right? So everyone, I, there was a period of time, I'm young, I'm, everyone around me is like, man, look at him, he's got everything. And then all of a sudden, I don't have everything. So fair weather friends, did they disappear? Did you lose <laughs> some friends? I lost a lot of friends, but I also gained a lot of friends, right. to be very honest with you. There's a lot of people who stood by me, who stood up for me. You know, I have a very close friend who's like my little brother who literally drained his entire bank account, gave me 150 grand, bam. So that also, no you can that. tell in those times, like who your real friends yeah, are. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it nearly killed and destroyed. I can laugh about it now, but at that time, but yeah, introspection is huge because I actually, there was a moment, I had to figure out what, it was okay that I was in that situation for me, but what wasn't okay is I didn't know why. Right. I needed to know what the heck happened. So what I did is, this is the last day, I'm literally shutting down my last office, 5,000 square foot, beautiful office. I literally picked every piece of furniture. Where were your offices? I had one in Gaithersburg, two in India. Well, Gaithersburg, Maryland. He's from from Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Somebody was asking, are you originally from India? I am originally from India. So you're Goa, India. You had two offices there. No, at Mumbai. I had one in Mumbai Mumbai, and one in Hyderabad. Goa is just a I've been to Hyderabad before. Yeah, okay. So I had one over there. Yeah. Yeah. And and Mumbai. You speak Telugu? I do not. I'm actually Punjabi, so I'm from North part of Okay, India. you're from North. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I'm all, I was all over the map. But um, so basically, you know, I had this moment. This is like an actual thing that happens. I'm, I'm, sit- I'm sitting there. We've emptied out the whole office. Everything's out of there. I'm supposed to drop the keys under the door for the landlord that night. I told everyone to leave. It's like 6 p.m. And I was like, I'm not leaving this office tonight until I figure out what went down. And I had a huge wall. It was a big whiteboard wall. And I just I had a beautiful mind moment, man. I just started writing stuff. I just started scribbling like crazy. And I sat back, and it's so cliche, right? Because, like, the, the thing I discovered was the simplest of things. It pissed me off. Yeah. But at the same time, it taught me the biggest lesson. I'm so glad I learned it early. Yeah. So I don't have to face that mistake one day in the future when I have a lot more on the line. But it was this. There was a certain set of, re- of repetitive cycles I was running over the first six years that it took me to go from nothing to a 10 million a year company. Okay. It was a simple system. I would do it over and over again. I was relying on that relationship. So these were negative things. Cycles. These are good things. These, oh, are, these good are good things. cycles. These, these are, because these you're are saying, good cycles. Let's write some of these out because yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about psychology for those of yeah. you who are entrepreneurs, but we're always also going to talk about just life. It's 2018. Mm-hmm. 
People are like making New Year's resolutions. One of the things, my favorite quotes I posted on Twitter from Charlie Munger was, the recipe, the formula for misery is only learning from your own experience and not learning from other people's experience. You only learn from mistakes, Warren Buffett says, but they don't always have to be your own. So if you had to, let's list out. I'll let you do it. What did you find when you were examining this, you know, going from making millions to being millions in debt? What were like three biggest negative cycles? Let's start with the negative bad The negative cycles? Yeah, what did you do wrong? So what I would say I did wrong was when I started to go down, right? Obviously not during the good days. So the first thing when I went wrong is I I stopped doing risk analysis. All right, look, an entrepreneur, I heard this one thing someone said once that entrepreneurs, there was a, I was in there watching an interview and he said, people think entrepreneurs are risk takers, but they're actually exactly the yeah. opposite. They have a good entrepreneur takes yeah. less risk. Exactly. Yes. They're going to do something where the calculate. So I had an idea. Here's what I thought. I thought an entrepreneur has an idea, they put everything in it, and then it just miraculously becomes, I never thought about what can happen if I put everything in it yeah. and it doesn't go in the right way. But turns out that the first six years that I was building my company, everything was calculated. Mm-hmm. I was doing everything through, cal- but I got the golden touch. I got overconfident and right. suddenly I threw the calculations out and just brought ego in. So you started thinking everything you did would automatically work and you forgot to analyze. Golden the glove, man. I thought yeah. I had the golden touch. I could do whatever I wanted and it would work. And that is point blank. That was youth and it was ego. Yeah. All right. I, I just wasn't paying attention. Now, the third thing that I noticed was not listening to my mentors. Okay. Because exactly what I should have done, what I eventually did to get myself out, I was told two years beforehand by my mentors. So this is the negative. Let's talk about then. So those are three good lessons yeah. that we've all learned that have been doing this thing. Yeah, for sure. Don't take, yeah. mo- it's like people ask me about Bitcoin and crypto. How much, they're like, should I invest in Bitcoin and crypto? I'm like, well, how much do you make a year? 50 grand. Well then put a hundred bucks in crypto. Worst case is you lose it. <laughs> yeah. But some people only have 50 grand. They put all 50 grand yeah. because they think everything automatically goes up and that's not how the game of life works. No. So if you're interested in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and want to learn how to make money with Bitcoin, I'm opening up a brand new Bitcoin crypto academy for you. Crypto is starting to fundamentally change everything from currencies to the very structure behind the internet. And if you don't understand it, you will be left behind. Remember, if you had put $100 into Bitcoin in 2010, you would have over $100 million right now. I don't want you to miss out on the coming opportunities offered by Bitcoin in the cryptocurrency space. So I brought in the best experts in the game, the people that are teaching me and training me, and I'm going to share that with you because it's not too late to understand Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the blockchain and to make money with it. So to sign up for my new Bitcoin Crypto Academy and learn how to invest, how to make money in this new exciting space, I'm gonna open up room for a few of you to have early access to the new online mentor mastermind. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast to learn more. So I'm testing the mastermind. So I'm just gonna let a few of you in at a low price and uh, it's already filling up quickly. So if you wanna get in, I'll let a few of you in. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast, all one word, tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast. If the course is closed, when you get to the page, put in your name in the waiting list, you missed out on the first round. Uh, And if you see it, welcome to the group. Glad you didn't procrastinate. Okay, back to the show. Man, you watch UFC fights. I've been watching some of the, I, I was uh, watching a recent fight where 
the guy started dancing on the other guy, like, ah, and the dude knocked knocked him out. Like, (laughs) they're like, don't dance in a fight. uh, Actually, I got to go box in a second, but my my, um, Ricky Funes is here. He trains me from Tengus. It's like a famous gym here in L.A. And he told me he's won third. He's been in 38 street fights. He's from like Central America, like mean streets. And I said, what happened in the one fight you lost? He said, I took, you know how you see guys get mad in a fight and they go to take their shirt off to be all tough? And he said, while I was taking my shirt off, the guy knocked me out. That's like ego. That's ego. And then yeah. mentor. So let's, let's, let's talk about what are the things you did to get back? Like people are listening. Let's say somebody's watching. They're like, 2017 was a bad year for them. How did you get back from making millions, losing millions, and to where you are now, which is making money again. Yep, all right, so look, everything in life about success, about behavior, about psychology, everything is repetitive. It's cyclical, there are patterns to be recognized to the good, to the bad, to the everything. So the very first thing I did is that night when I sat down and said, I'm not walking out of this room until I figure out what happened. So the first thing I did is I dissected the cycles and the seasons of the last six years where I had success. So I guess the word you could use is, I don't know, I guess an autopsy or a dissection. Well, I wasn't really dead, so we'll just say dissecting. But what I'm really looking for is I'm looking for the cycles. I'm looking for, if I had the good days, I'm going to see what I was doing during that time if I was having bad days during those six years. So I was trying to see what specifically was happening. The second thing that I did is instead of me trying to tell the market, my customers, my leads, people around me, what they should be buying from me, I refocused myself on the relationship. So what I actually did is owned up to all the crap that I did. So you basically said, what do you want versus were you selling the wrong thing, you think? I was selling the wrong things. I was selling bad things. I was selling uh, a new thing every third day. Yeah. So I wasn't focusing on what's best for my customer. So I turned around and I admitted it. I actually sent out multiple emails saying, this is what's gone down. I'm sorry. I'm going to fix this. I want to earn your relationship back, earn your trust back. I literally doubled my opens and click-through rates in the span of about two weeks huh. by simply acknowledging just what I had done. Just being honest with people. Just being honest. Just being yeah. honest and open. And the third thing is I implemented. I took action. See, here's what was going on during that time. So let me, let me talk about why action is important because some of this stuff sounds cliche, but it isn't. So, for example, at that very moment, I, have, I mean, I had an awesome lawyer, one of the top firms, a great guy. Uh, couldn't afford to hire him anymore, so he was doing work for me for free, just as a friend. Top advice he gave me, declare bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. You need to declare bankruptcy. $1.7 million in debt. What are you going to come up with that overnight? Now, here's the thing, though, right? I owed my parents. My parents mortgaged their whole home for me, okay? I owed my really good friend, who's like my little brother, his entire life savings. I owed my affiliates, many of whom were my great friends. Mm-hmm. I owed vendors who I knew on a personal level whose children I had played with. So let me ask you, if I declare bankruptcy, how does that help me? Am I going to call my right. father, right. who's my hero in life, and tell him, hey, you can't come after me because I declare bankruptcy, so hey, right. I'm good? That wasn't going to help me out. So rather than do that, I went back and I dared to do again, which mm-hmm. is really difficult to do once you've been down and out. So what I did is I simplified, I repeated, and I had faith and trust, and I went out and did what I had done six so years ago. So you didn't declare bankruptcy? Then? Not at all. No, not so, you, so what did the lawyer think? Did he think you were crazy? He thought I was crazy. And you know what? I paid back every penny of that debt in 16 months. I was back huh. on top. And the lawyer literally came to me and said, how the hell did you do it? And did I he, told him. Did the lawyer go, now you can pay me back for all my free work? <laughs> he sent me the bill, man. He sent me the bill. <laughs> Damn lawyer. He sent me the bill. Go, it wasn't free money? anymore. That's all right. Someone good. said, let me just take some quick notes. Someone Someone says, 
James Thompson said, my family is in one point is 1.3 million in debt. We did not declare bankruptcy. We worked smarter. Yeah. 50 Cent declared bankruptcy. <laughs> Somebody said that's that introspection is definitely a good idea. What about, did you have any, Var, Ivan Vargas said, what about residual income? Did you have any from your past business? I did, I did, right? So just because I was in debt and just because I was losing money doesn't mean I wasn't making anything. Right. Right. So when I cut my cost back from, I went from a team of 96 to six. What, was all, what were offices. they all doing? God, man, I don't know. Marketing, this. Here, here's how it worked, okay? So you come to me in the morning. You, you know, Let's say you're one of my team members. You come to me and you're like, Anik, we got a problem. My solution was... Go find someone, hire them, right. solve. I don't know. We had a team of 46 developers in India. You were throwing too much money at them. Oh, things. my God. I didn't, because I never built a technology before. Yeah. So how about this? How about this? Here's a divine idea that I've now learned and my lessons learned in life. If I'm going to do something I've never done before as an entrepreneur, that's all right. That's good as long as you calculate it. But if I've never built a tech company before, don't you think it would be worth some time to me right. find someone who has and have right. them mentor me? Yeah. Have them show me. The, I never did. I just started throwing a bunch of people at it. Yeah. So I was burning capital. And so imagine this, 96 to six, we went. Wow. And I really didn't really feel the difference. Yeah. It's I mean, we easy were to getting, get too much cost. Yeah, man. we were just still getting everything done. I mean, we cut an entire division out that was bleeding, but so I had residual income. Yeah. I still had my brand. I still had trust. I had a huge email list. That was my biggest residual income. Without that, it would have been difficult. But what I had to do is cut my cost so much that that residual income would then become profitable and not a, not a loss. Yeah. But I, I wasn't making enough residu- residual income that I was going to pay back $1.7 million in debt right. quickly. Right. So I still had to go out and do new and yeah. do again and do fresh, um, which is what I did. Yeah. 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 It's, in business, you have to supervise. I will tell you this. Yeah. It's not just how many people you have hired. It's how many people you can supervise. Yeah.